Welcome to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where you'll find the unique, the bizarre, and sometimes the haunted. Feel free to look around, peruse the items, and never fear. There's nothing here that bites. Hard, anyway. <laughs> ah, hello there. So good to see you've returned to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. No, no, I'm not behind the counter. I'm up here on the uh, interior balcony, the overlook, uh, back in the alcove that we have set up as a, a bit of an observatory. Uh, if you'll just make your way to the, the staircase and, and come up here, I've got something to show you. Now, yes, if you uh, take a look at our telescope, uh, if you put your eye to the viewfinder, you might see something very interesting. Yes, yes, take a look. Ah, yes, you've seen it. Something moving on the horizon. No, no, it is not natural. Not natural at all. That looks like it could be an unidentified flying object. And of course, you've no doubt heard the tales of terror that oftentimes come with such visitations. And that is the subject of today's episode of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. So sit back and take a listen to today's episode we are calling They Came From Beyond. Now, ever since I was a little kid, I've always been frightened by the prospect of alien visitations, alien abductions, those sorts of things. And as a kid, I've always had a, a healthy fear of any sorts of monsters, vampires, werewolves, skeletons that come to life, uh, mummies, all the classic tropes of horror, ghosts and goblins, uh, demons and witches, those sorts of things all frightened me. But very few of them frighten me still to this day, like that of some sort of alien encounter. And it's those types of movies that really get me. And I can watch a slasher film and it doesn't bother me. I can watch a film about a monster, things that go bump in the night, creatures and ghosts. And every once in a while, I'll get a pretty good scare out of those. But for the most part, uh, they don't affect me like they used to. Like when I was a kid growing up, maybe I've become a bit desensitized because I know a lot of that isn't real and that it's nothing to worry about but one thing that has always caused great disturbance inside of me uh, because of the unknown it is aliens and things coming from the stars because there's so much we don't know about life on other planets uh, much like uh, things that come out of the ocean sea creatures always uh, bother me as well because there's a there's an unknown factor about the things that lurk in the depths of the oceans that we just don't know anything about. It's much like that in space. Uh, space is the great expanse of ocean that has been uh, untraversed. And much like the maps of olden days would say, here there be monsters, uh, that is what space feels like to somebody that's never, you know, been out of the atmosphere. So that's why probably to this day, Movies about alien abduction or alien visitation 
have been probably some of the most effective scares because of the the unknown about it, the plausibility and the possibility that something like this possibly could happen. I think that's one of the things. Uh, you know, we've seen so many monsters uh, over the years, but the one thing that has remained constant is the look of aliens. They may vary from time to time and in various ways, but the classic alien has held firm. And I don't know why there is a, a sense of uneasiness about that for me. You know, when you see 50 different versions of Dracula, or you see 50 different versions of a werewolf, uh, you see 50 different versions of a demon, or 50 different versions of a ghost, uh, you know, after a while, it becomes, uh, I guess the realism of it uh, loses some of its luster. You realize that, yeah, this is just somebody's version of what this would look like, and there's no definitive look for these things because... There is no such thing. Whereas aliens, on the other hand, it you know, like I said, they may vary in minute ways, but for the most part, the traditional grays, as they call them, all have very similar looks. Pale gray skin, large bulbous heads, big black eyes, very spindly limbs. And, and maybe it is because those, those looks have stood the test of time and there are accounts from people about the look of these aliens that really lend some credence possibly to this being an actual thing and when you see portrayals of these sorts of beings on the the big screen or the small screen it lends a little credence to the story being told and the scares that are inherent in these sorts of stories have just the tinge of realness uh, enough to make me personally uh, quite uneasy. So some of the most effective horror movies are those horror movies that have uh, a little bit of sci-fi aspect to them. And I, I consider alien movies to exist in that realm of science fiction. But those are the type of movies, alien movies. Uh, they're the type of movies that while they live in science fiction, they live very close to the border with horror and sometimes in that gray area where the two overlap. And for me, some some of the most effective horror have come from these movies that involve alien abduction or alien visitations. Because let's be honest, what's more scary than some being from beyond with technology that far surpasses the advancements we've made as human beings and abducting you and there's not a thing you can do about it and they are taking you up to their spacecraft to run some sort of experimentations on you and... That, to me, is the stuff of nightmares. So I thought it'd be fun in this episode of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop to go over some of my favorite, most frightening alien abduction slash visitation movies. Now, this isn't what I would consider a definitive list. I'm not saying these are the best. I'm just saying these are some of my favorites. And, and we're not going to go in any particular order because ranking and rating things, it's all subjective. Uh, doing lists is all subjective. And 
um, you know, what I think is the best, you might not think. But, and, and even for me, like if I were to, you know, I've got about five uh, movies we're going to talk about, maybe six. Uh, I, I can't even say that this one is better than that one. I just, I enjoy all these different movies for different reasons. The only constant is they all scare the crap out of me at some point or other in the movie. So we're going to talk about some of my favorite alien visitation slash abduction movies. And the first one we're going to talk about is a movie that kind of takes its name from a classic. Of course, this is probably where you're thinking, oh, he's going to talk about Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And well, I love Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Great movie. It has a lot of great things in it that give you that uneasy feeling uh, that you know, alien movies and abduction slash visitation movies can give you. There's no real big scares for me in that one. And while I love that movie, uh, I love the acting. I love how it ends. Uh, I would like to see more of what happens when he goes up into the spaceship uh, with the aliens, but that's, it's not that kind of movie. Uh, that is not the movie I'm talking about. Uh, but it takes its name from the Close Encounters of the Third Kind. It is the movie called The Fourth Kind. And for those not familiar with the different kinds of uh, Close Encounters, of course, the Close Encounters of the First Kind is the visual sighting of a UFO. A Close Encounter of the Second Kind is a UFO event with some sort of physical effect, interfering with electronic devices, animals reacting, psychological effects like paralysis or discomfort of the witness, those sorts of things. Some sort of physical effect like impressions on the ground or uh, crop circles scorching, that sort of thing. Close encounter of the third kind is essentially contact uh, with an alien. The UFO uh, that you encounter uh, has an entity present, whether it's humanoid, whether it's robot. And then close encounters of the fourth kind are when you're abducted. There is a fifth kind where you have a UFO event and you can claim uh, communication between aliens and humans, but uh, that's that's neither here nor there. But the movie The Fourth Kind came out in 2009, and one of the things that really made this movie creepy was the fact that they claimed it to be based on a true story. It's based off the claims of quote-unquote psychologist Dr. Abigail Tyler up in Nome, Alaska. And the events were supposedly uh, an alien abduction uh, that happened in October of 2000. And the movie is essentially uh, dramatization of the events and supposed uh, found footage of the events that happened in, in 2000. Of course... Mila Jovovich plays the reenactment version of Abby Tyler, and we get to see uh, the quote-unquote real Dr. Abby Tyler in some of the, um, the quote-unquote real footage that we see. There's even a bit at the beginning of the movie where Mila Jovovich comes out. Uh, she's, she walks into focus on the camera and says that this is based on something that really happened. And, and it really all felt real. And some of the the quote-unquote found footage that you got to see, especially towards the uh, towards the end, like the the last 
I can't even say the last half of the movie, at least the very third, the third act, we get to see some really creepy things like there's dash cam footage of a police officer watching Abby's house where you see this big black object flying into view. There are various uh, episodes where uh, they're doing hypnosis and they're videotaping the hypnosis and you see encounters with these beings, contact with these beings. Uh, there's one scene at the very end or in the climax where the uh, they do that kind of effect where the face elongates and the mouth kind of elongates in unnaturally. There is some really creepy scary elements to this now it's all fake it's all a ruse this is all an act and this is all a work uh the woman playing the real dr abigail tyler i am one that i won't take anything on face value you tell me this is a real story i want proof because you know there's a lot of that quote-unquote found footage uh that i'm like why isn't this plastered all over the news so i did some research and the woman that plays the quote-unquote real dr abigail tyler is an actress uh that you know you've seen her in some other things so she looked vaguely familiar but in spite of all that it really was a creepy eerie movie and some of the aspects of the found footage uh, were really done to to great effect i'm not a huge fan of found footage movies they can be quite jarring to watch and and i don't mean in a scary jarring way i mean like it, you feel like you're gonna get sick from motion sickness that's one of the things that took me out of the blair witch project the camera just bounced around way too much uh for me to really enjoy it as much as i wanted to but in this they did the the found footage aspect of very well it was only in certain scenes and and the scenes that they did use it in they used it to great effect because you felt like, oh my God, is am I seeing this? Is this real? What what happened? Now, I'm sure there's a lot of people say, no, I knew it was fake from the beginning. Well, if you watch this back in 20 uh, or 2009 when it came out, uh, you weren't so sure. And I'm going to call bullshit on anybody that uh, says otherwise. But I, I quite enjoyed this movie just for the sheer fact. I mean, it was kind of the first half of it was a bit uh, boring. Uh, I will admit, but once business picked up and you started getting some of those found footage, those really creepy, scary moments, uh, they did scares quite well in this movie. Now, the next movie we're going to talk about in my uh, episode on uh, movies with the scariest alien abduction slash visitations uh, was a movie actually based on a real story, uh, 1993's Fire in the Sky would star D.B. Sweeney and Robert Patrick. And I, when I first saw this movie, uh, there again, um, you get the whole abduction of Travis Walton. And that was quite scary, that idea of him being out in that clearing and the light hitting him and, and almost looking like him floating up. And that was quite scary. After that, you really didn't get a lot of scares. It was all the investigation and, you know, a lot of work with Robert Patrick, 
who's a fantastic actor and did such a fantastic job as the Mike Rogers character. But it, it was interesting. It was an interesting movie uh, seeing kind of how, or at least a movie adaptation of how the Travis Walton investigation went. Uh, business didn't really pick up until Travis Walton returned. And then you had those scenes with the flashbacks and the flashbacks of the alien abduction with D.B. Sweeney. Again, it's the stuff of nightmares. Uh, him being dragged down hallways by these aliens, uh, being taken to this examining room, put on this table with that kind of membrane that sucks to him and having the mouth cut open so they could, and the the eye cut open so he could they could drill into his eye and, Oh, it was it was frightening stuff. The look of the aliens was one of the more unique versions of of the quote unquote grays. Um, the the big black eyes were absent, but they showed suits that they would wear maybe out while they're abducting people that would have those big glass visor eyes, and it kind of gave you a cool look into maybe what we're seeing is a suit and not so much the body of these aliens. It, it had some cool uh, kind of Easter eggy tidbits that you could glean certain aspects of, of alien lore and mythology from, but the few scenes that we got with Travis Walton on that spacecraft were were some frightening things, some frightening imagery. The idea, like I said, of that feeling of helplessness. You're abducted, you're taken on this alien spacecraft, and there's nothing you can do about it. And they did a really good job with all those special effects. Of course, I believe Industrial Light and Magic, they kind of did the special effects, or at least coordinated the special effects. Uh, everything looked creepy and weird and otherworldly. Now, from what I understand, uh, the way they uh, portray the abduction in the movie is not how Travis Walton actually described the abduction uh, because the execs found his account boring. But but the way they did it really amped up the eeriness, the unearthliness of it all. And that's why that movie, to, to this day, uh, as much as I might find like the second act a little... A little boring. It's all typical investigation stuff. That third act when they find Travis Walton and he starts having those flashbacks in Fire in the Sky. Uh, truly, uh, truly disturbing in a frightening way because, uh, one, this is based off of an alleged true story, uh, an alleged account. So that always adds a sense of realness to it. And, and things that are real, things that are real threats, always make for uh make for some great horror i think the next movie we're going to talk about on our they came from beyond episode about uh some of my favorite scary movies that involved alien abduction and or visitation is uh, a movie that came out in 2013 called dark skies and I really like this movie for, for a lot of different reasons. Because one, it was a good alien abduction movie. Two, it had a lot of scares. Uh, there was a lot of things that really make you feel uneasy in this. Especially towards the end of the, the encounter. But uh, the other thing I really liked about it was the cast. I really enjoyed the cast. Of course, Carrie Russell, who, you know, she gets uh, a lot of notoriety and fame for being Felicity on that uh that 90s 
TV series that I never watched. My wife knows all about it, but I have no idea. But I've really enjoyed watching her showing up in a lot of science fiction and horror. Of course, she was in the, the new Star Wars. Uh, she's been in, she was in Antlers most recently. Uh, she's done a lot of other genre things that I really enjoy because I, in spite of the fact that I've never watched Felicity and that's not my jam, I do think she's a, a good actress. And to attach her to a science fiction project like Dark Skies, I think adds a little bit of gravitas to the cast. And I really enjoyed her as Lacey Barrett. I enjoyed Josh Hamilton as Daniel Barrett. I enjoyed the kids. Uh, J.K. Simmons uh, plays Edwin Pollard in this and does a great job. He's I always love anything J.K. Simmons shows up. And I've been a fan of his since Oz and everything he's done afterward. I just, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed. And speaking of gravitas, he's the kind of actor that can add that to any cast. But this is a movie that not only does it have some good alien scares in it, but it happens in a family setting where you really care about this family. You care about what they're going through. You can see the torment uh, going on with these parents and with these kids, Jesse and his younger brother, Sam. You know, they live in this this quiet suburban area. It's it's kind of like the idyllic American setting. Uh, the suburbs, uh, happy family, and all of a sudden things, you know, start going downhill. Uh, the father is unemployed. And then weird sting- things start happening with the kids. There's blackouts. The youngest son, Sam, has marks on his arms, bruises on his arms. Child Protective Services gets involved. They think it's the parents. The parents have to you know, be on the defensive trying to prove that they, they're not abusing their kid, that it's something else. And then we kind of dive a little more into the alien aspect of this. One of the creepiest moments though for me was the father Daniel gets the security tape and he's watching the footage frame by frame and it reveals these three dark figures standing over their beds as they sleep uh, the thought of that is just frightening uh, the things that you think are going on you, you think could be going on while you're asleep and unaware I used to have a hard enough time wondering what our cat was doing while we were asleep let alone dark alien entities but I like this how uh, the Edward and Pollard character J.K. Simmons character in this kind of guides them and, and talks about how the, the first person uh, that these aliens showed interest in is probably the one they're going to uh, take and Uh, I like how the family kind of bonds together to try and stop this from happening. And they're going to fight. And it's not a, you know, we're just here waiting for the aliens to come get us sort of whimpering and simpering. You know, they they take control and they're going to fight back. And and that's like, I I would like to think that... uh, you know, my family would have done that or or any family would do that. Don't just, you know, let these powers that be uh, control your destiny. You control it and, and you're going to fight tooth and nail to protect the ones you love. So I loved, you know, the whole bit about them uh, being loaded for bear to take on these aliens. And then when it all happens, that nothing goes the way it's planned and you feel how helpless these people are because 
they were going up against something so far advanced than, than we humans can grasp our, our minds around. And when the aliens attack this house, essentially, and invade this house to take whoever they're going to take, uh, it had some very creepy moments, but none more so than the realization because this whole time uh, you're thinking the younger son Sam is the one that is is going to be abducted and here you find out that the the older brother Jesse has been getting visitations from these aliens long before the was actually the first one they showed interested in and he is the one that they do abduct and we find the Carrie Russell character going through old pictures that that the Jesse character drew when he was much younger and you see these gray aliens surrounding him and you realize that he was the one all along that they were after and it just like I said the whole movie tonally was just dark and eerie and unearthly and otherworldly all those different adjectives uh, apply and you just had this sense of doom throughout most of the movie and it did not disappoint because you knew from the beginning that this wasn't going to happy have a happy ending you hoped you hoped against hope that it was going to have a happy ending, that they were going to be able to fight off the aliens and nobody was going to get abducted or killed. And But you knew deep down in your heart of hearts that that wasn't happening. And just the creating this family that you cared about in this idyllic uh, suburban environment and they should have the happy ending and... To make it so they don't is just one. It's tragic. Uh, you cared about these characters, so it, it it weighs on you a lot more when things go down the way they go down. And then to throw on top of that, the horrific images of these aliens, the way that they do, just made this. And to this day, this is one of those alien movies that just uh, scares the bejesus out of me because. You know, it's uh, there for the grace of God go I. It just has that sense of realism about it that that makes it so frightening. What would I do if I were in that situation? I'd probably do everything they did, and it, and that didn't work. So what could I do different? How would I be able to defend against something like that? And that, that to me, is a frightening thing. Our next movie that we're going to talk about on this episode of Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, where we're featuring some of my favorite scary horror tin science fiction alien abduction slash visitation movies, probably the most recent of the movies that uh, that I really love and have some of the best scares for my money. Uh, the movie is called The Vast of Night. It's a low budget Amazon original movie that. I had heard about in passing, reading some articles where uh, they talked about some good, you know, alien movies, and and I saw it was on Amazon Prime, so I was like, well, I've got that, I'll check it out, and I watched it, and it's such a fantastic movie. Uh, it really feels like that classic uh, '50s science fiction alien movie that this story is based around. And the fact that it was on a shoestring budget never really came to mind because it was done so well. 
It takes place in 1950s New Mexico. This small town, uh, the whole town is at this basketball game, the big game. And you've got two young people, Faye Crocker, played by Sierra McCormick. She runs the switchboard for her mom and uh, a disc jockey, Everett Sloan, played by Jake Horowitz, who is the the young DJ at the radio station, small town radio station, which I can appreciate because, you know, I, I've worked in radio for the past, oh, geez, the past 30 years now. And a lot of that in small town radio as well. So uh, I, I have an affinity for that. But it all takes place on, on a night. Weird things start happening. Uh, weird stories start coming out about outages, power outages and things. And it's it really plays like a mystery for the probably 80 to 90% of this movie where Faye and Everett are, are trying to figure out what's going on. And they're going here and they're going there, getting more pieces of the puzzle as to what's going on. And it's all leaning towards alien visitation. And while this movie isn't a scary movie, it's got a lot of atmosphere. It's got a lot of eeriness about it. They do it right in that, that like I said, it has that feel of a classic 1950s science fiction movie. It's got that vibe to it, that, that eeriness that you just can't put your finger on. Uh, it doesn't really get scary until the last couple few scenes. Then they amp up the horror. And... While it's not graphic in nature, you don't see a lot of, you know, creepy monster aliens. Uh, you get a little bit of flying saucer hovering nearby. You see this flying saucer go meet up with the mothership. And then the two characters are abducted. And like I said, it's not anything that is done over the top special effects over the top creatures or anything like that but it's done so well that like i said it has that air of reality to it and then the hauntingness of these two characters everett and frey and another character being gone and all you see are their footprints and the tape recorder that they were carrying with them on the ground it's just haunting and frightening and the air of realism to it of how, what can you do against technology so advanced, against beings so advanced, that all you need is that ending to just send a shiver down your spine. And not to mention, it's a really good movie. It's shot really well. I mean, it was only like a $700,000 budget, but they... They made the most of it. It had a really good look. It had a really good feel to it. The actors, while I'm not familiar with any of the actors, uh, Sarah McCormick, I mean, I've seen her in a couple things, but uh, but all the acting was really good. It, it felt like 1950s. It felt, I mean, it had the vibe of the 50s. Uh, they did some really cool shots. There was a lot of shots that were like, Oneers, where the, you know, uh, and I saw some of the behind-the-scenes stuff where they put a camera like on a go kart and they're just driving it through town, and you get this big one shot, and it's just all over the place, and it's just it's shot so very well, and it just has a great look, and like I said, uh, there's enough eeriness about this movie and enough 
creepiness in the mystery of what's going on that when it finally culminates with this abduction, like I said, it doesn't take much to send a, a real shiver down your spine and to make you look around in the sky if you're taking the garbage out at night. And that's probably why I love this. Probably this is, uh, of all these movies, this is the one that has the least amount of scares, but you know what they lack in quantity uh, they make up for in quality and i really enjoy the vast of night now the final movie we're going to talk about on this uh, they came from beyond episode uh, talking about some of my favorite scary alien abduction slash visitation movies probably one of the more controversial movies this is probably the one if i'm going to get any lip about it's probably going to be this but i love this movie for a lot of different reasons uh, but 2002's m night Shyamalan's signs i saw this movie out came out in the movie theaters in 20 or 2002 and i remember on the drive home driving past a wooded area and expecting to see like an alien leg kind of move back in behind the trees kind of like uh mel gibson sees in the cornfield with the alien leg uh the last flashlight pops on and you see this leg kind of tuck into the cornfield i expected to see that and it scared the shit out of me but i, I love this movie for a lot of different reasons one I'm a huge fan of M. Night Shyamalan. I know he gets a lot of grief about his movies. I know he gets a lot of grief about the twists. And some people don't like them. I, for one, have loved all the twists in his movies. Now, is every movie of his golden? No. The Avatar movie kind of was lame. Uh, the Lady in the Water, while I got it, it was, you know, based off a story he would tell his, his girls, like a fairy tale he was making up. Uh, I, it just, I just, I don't know. Uh, I, I didn't enjoy that one as much. It didn't feel very, it felt all over the place. But for my money, a lot of the other things he's done, uh, I've really enjoyed and Signs has to be one of those. Uh, because one, I love the cast. Uh, Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix, Rory Calkin, Abigail Breslin, Sherry Jones. Uh, just all great actors and the kids have gone on to do a lot of really good stuff. Uh, so I, I really like the cast. But the story in and of itself is good. It had characters you cared about. So you worried what was going to happen to them. And the horror in this... This, to me, probably one of the most horrific uh, or the most moments of horror uh, of any of these alien abduction slash visitation movies because you had a lot of really scary moments. Cornfields, to me, have always been a, a place of terror, uh, partially because of Stephen King's Children of the Corn, uh, partially because I grew up next to a cornfield. <laughs> during the era of Stephen King's Children of the Corn. And me and my older cousins would go play hide-and-seek in the cornfield. And my one of my older cousins would start uh, yelling things about Malachi and, and Isaac in a real creepy <laughs> Children of the Corn-type voice. So cornfields have always been a place of abject terror for me since I was a child. So the fact that this was taking place next to a cornfield and you had a lot of shots of 
Mel Gibson in the cornfield with just the flashlight that barely worked and the the chittering vocal noises from the aliens. And like I said, sometimes you'd see that foot uh, was all quite frightening. The acting was was off. Not off in a bad way, but like, you know, that you had that one army recruiter that's telling the story uh, to Joaquin Phoenix, and he just has this really odd, uh, unsettling delivery that feels weird. You had some of the creepy moments uh, when Mel Gibson goes into Abigail Breslin's room, and she's like, there's a monster outside my window. Can I have a glass of water? One, they played that line in the trailer, which was scary. But in the movie, in the context of the movie, it's even more frightening and haunting because when Mel Gibson looks out the window at the barn and I didn't catch it the first time, it wasn't until I bought the DVD and I could zoom in on that and you see the dark silhouette of a humanoid figure on top of that barn just scared the bejesus out of me uh that's that's some horrific stuff uh probably one of the scariest scenes the most unsettling scenes i have ever seen in a movie is when they're watching the news footage and they show the i can't remember if it's down in brazil or south america somewhere um the birthday party scene where they're showing like camcorder footage and all of a sudden this alien walks out joaquin phoenix's reaction where he has his hand over his mouth and he backs up into the the coats that are hanging in this closet that he's watching this uh, footage on that's that's my reaction to that almost every time i see that you know, when Mel Gibson is in M. Night Shyamalan's house, of course, M. Night Shyamalan playing the uh, veterinarian, uh, and then that claw comes out from under the door, that's that's a jump. It's not a jump scare, I don't think, because it doesn't pop out at you like real fast like jump scares do. Uh, it's not like a jump cut, but it's one of those types of scares that, that makes you jump. And I, that's one of the reasons I love this. Uh, the whole idea that aliens are surrounding the house and you don't ever really see them. You see shadows under doors and things like that. There's a deleted scene where they're, they've broken into the attic uh, through a window and they're trying to get uh, down from the... You know, it's got one of those ladders that drop down from the ceiling they have to put an armoire under that to, to keep them from coming uh that's a great deleted scene but uh just the sheer terror of being surrounded in this house there's nowhere to go you end up in your last refuge the basement and these creatures are trying to get in and it, it, it's the stuff of the again i've said it before and that's i think what makes alien abduction and visitation movies so scary for me is that it's the stuff of nightmares it's the kind of thing you have nightmares about the helplessness involved now i've heard a lot of people bitching and moaning about the cg of the alien when it's all said and done but you have to remember this was made in 2002 cg wasn't what it is today you know, not everybody was what a workshop doing the work that they did on Lord of the Rings. Uh, not everybody had that technology. They really pioneered and innovated a lot of uh, digital technology and uh, digital effects. 
they didn't have that on this movie. And I've heard a lot of people complaining about the fact that, of course, water is the big Achilles heel of these aliens. Water, when splashed on these aliens, acts like acid. And I've heard a lot of people griping and moaning, and I've seen so many different uh, websites with Facebook pages uh, just trying to get clickbait comments or content. Uh, here's the list of the worst plot holes in movies. And I always see uh, signs come up there that it is a plot hole that water is the big Achilles heel against these aliens. Why would they come to a planet that is 71% water? Well, here's the thing. That's not a plot hole. That's just science. That's just facts. Uh, the Earth is that much water. So that tells you something about the state that these aliens are in as to why they would come to Earth to try and harvest people for what I'm assuming is food. You know, scientists and astronomers scour the universe with telescopes and satellites and probes, and they're constantly trying to find extraterrestrial life and we've only really found i don't know maybe a handful of planets that we suspect could sustain life on them and we've not heard anything from anybody on any of these planets so suffice it to say there probably aren't a lot of planets out there to sustain life for these aliens to harvest who have obviously used up all their resources that's why they're having to raid planets that do have life on it they kind of set the scenario up when you know when joaquin phoenix is is talking to the uh, recruiter and when rory culkin is reading this book by dr bimboo so it's not a plot hole that these aliens came to a planet that has a water content of about 71% of the planet. Uh, it just means that they're desperate. They're desperate for food. So they're taking the chance. And like they establish in the movie, none of the crop circles, which were places that the ships were going to land, uh, none of the crop circles were near water. M. Night Shyamalan literally told us that. <laughs> <laughs> through his character of Ray Reddy. So you can't call that a plot hole. It's just it's just a plot point. And it makes sense in the context when you think about it. Uh, so that part doesn't bother me. That's a, a tangent. I, I almost wonder sometimes uh, subconsciously if I didn't want to do this episode about uh, scary alien abduction slash visitation movies, uh, just so I could talk about signs, just so I could talk about uh, people calling that a plot hole. It's quite possible, but uh, I'll never admit to it. But like I said, all in all, uh, this movie, Signs, has some some very scary moments in it. And that's why it makes it one of the, you know, for, for any faults that it may have. And and it does have its faults. I'm, I'm not going to say it's the perfect movie, but it is a movie that scares the shit out of me. It's got a lot of horror elements in it that I really like. And it also has a lot of characters that I really like. And that's what makes the horror of it all that more scary because you care about these characters. You don't want to see anything bad happen to them and you fear for them. 
much like I would fear for my own life uh, and the life of my loved ones were we in that sort of situation. So that's probably why this, probably one of my favorite alien abduction. I Like I said, I'm not going to rank these, but Signs would have to be one of my favorites of all time uh, just because, like I said, it has so many great elements to it, not the least of which is a bit of horror that I quite enjoy because there are some very scary moments uh, in this movie. So there you have it. That's a look at some of my favorite scary, horror-tinged uh, science fiction classics uh, in regards to alien abduction slash visitations. And uh, hopefully you enjoy these movies. Like I said, this isn't a, a definitive list. This isn't my top five or six. These are just some of my favorites. And who knows, maybe... Maybe next year, maybe a couple years down the road, we'll revisit this subject and I may have watched some some more movies that uh, kind of foot the bill and we'll we'll talk about some more of my favorite uh, scary alien abduction slash visitation movies. But until then, this really is a, a good representation of some of my favorites. So I want to thank everyone for listening. You can check out everything that's going on with Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop on our Facebook page. You can find trailers to some of the latest movies and tv shows that are coming out we're always sharing articles from various sources around the internet on our favorite topics horror fantasy and sci-fi so check all that out on our facebook fan page and as always no matter where you're listening to Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop, whatever platform, one, we thank you for listening because we really appreciate your support uh please uh share this Share this podcast with the people you know and love that uh, love horror, fantasy, and sci-fi. Download it, like it, give us a review, subscribe to it, all that good stuff. You you know the drill. You know how this works. You know how uh, cyberspace works. So I want to thank you for listening. And like I said, please leave those reviews. Five stars will be awesome. But whatever review you leave us, we do appreciate that. So until next time. Thank you for visiting Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. We hope that you found something to your liking and visit the shop again soon. But even though you may come back, you never really get to leave Odds Bodkin's Curiosity Shop. Ha 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 ha!